0: The revelation that even one of the biggest rappers in the world was not going to be able to open that door to America for me, that there was no one that could do it for me, and that realization that it was going to be me. It had to be me, and it had to be whatever was destined for me.
1: Hello, hello. Welcome to Tuckered Out with me, Ami Tucker. Guys, honestly, this might have been the most fun I've had during an interview. I can't say enough about my next guest. Raja Kumari, AKA Swetha Rao, is a Grammy-nominated songwriter and one of India's top female rappers. She launched Godmother Records in 2021, making her own label album debut with The Bridge, which was released worldwide in April, 2023. She is actually currently on tour for The Bridge, bringing it all back home to the US, closing it up on December 13th in LA, her hometown. I mean, talk about trailblazers, guys. This woman is fearless. She has such a charismatic personality and is truly a natural born storyteller, who, by the way, now has over 43 million monthly Spotify streams. 43 million monthly. That's insane. She was the first woman to headline NH7, India's biggest music festival, and has performed alongside John Legend, Diplo, MIA, has collaborated with legends such as Madhuri Dixit and, you know, SRK. Basically, she's a force to be reckoned with, and I absolutely fell in love with her during this interview. What? A ray of sunshine. I can't wait to meet her next week when she performs in Dallas and give her a big old Texas hug. I hope you guys enjoy my interview with the one and only Raja Kumari.
0: I actually live in Juhu. I'm, I'm living at the beach right now. And I've been here for, I've been in India for seven seven years, like living here, but like back and forth. But my whole family is in America
1: I understand one day we'll have to sit. In that. Oh, you know, you're coming to Dallas, so we're, I'm going to I'm gonna come meet you. But I love India. It was an interesting. I got very addicted to Bombay when I was there. I got very addicted to the lifestyle. When I left, I was very depressed. I have
0: not been able to leave. That's the scene. I came here in 2000. I mean, I've always come to India in the summers, like, and I'd stay in Hyderabad. And it was a very different experience in Hyderabad, like with just my family and like but that time I was really young. There was no internet. So it was like fully like a different experience. And then when I put out my first album, uh, my first project in 2016, I went to India immediately because I was going through whatever struggle I was going through with the American label to prove that like hip hop was a, like a real expression. And there was this whole movement happening and they were so lucky. They had the first Indian pop star. So I went straight to India to like have these first tour. Like I set up myself and, um, I just remember in America, my label being like Indian girls don't make hip hop. You need to make this type of music. And then when I came to India, the first time I got on stage here, I was, um, you know, a guest artist on like another contemporary's like stage. Nobody knew I was going to be there in the audience because it's like I wasn't announced. You know, I was just like a guest and I had just released Mute and I can never forget this experience. I came out on stage and I started singing that song and everyone in the front row was singing it back. And it had been out for like three weeks and like MTV India had like found me and they were like, Oh my God, who are you? My music is like made for this cross cultural exchange. And it, and, it hadn't happened in English in India yet. And I guess like a lot of people, I always expect them to remember me from some Bollywood stuff or maybe some like bigger things like Gully Boy or Hustle or something. And people reminded me from that first song because I think it was like so revolutionary to see like an Indian girl with the American flag across her face and like how she was behaving. And I remember seeing them sing along when the song had only been out for two weeks. And then I remember after the tour going back to America and having to like agree to that narrative that like, Oh, we don't make hip hop and Indian girls are this way. And just being like, I cannot forget the fact that there were people that already knew the words to this song. So like you are wrong. And it was like, I had a similar thing, but mine's a little crazy. I was working with Madhuri Dixit prior to going to India
1: because oh my she, god, I just peed in my pants. Okay, I just go say ahead. it so lightly now, and I, <laughs> and I and I and I
0: know it's so like obnoxious. my hero growing up. Oh my god, mine too. I manifested every single obsession person like into my life. Now it's actually I should teach like a class on manifestation, but basically I um, had met her prior to going to India, like 2015. She wanted to make some English music and I forced my way into that session. It was like an American songwriter that had like no idea. He's like, Maduri, I'm like, dick shit. I was like, how dare you? And then I basically told him the craziest, aggressive thing I've ever told anyone because I barely knew this guy. And I was like, listen to me. If you don't call me for this session as your songwriter, your co-writer, don't ever look at me, don't talk to me. If you ever see me at a party, turn around and walk away. And I was so serious about it. You like, you got like possessed.
1: You like, I, got crazy.
0: I was like, yes. this is my chance. And, and if you think about it, actually, Madhuri would be the reason I moved to India. So that intensity came from somewhere. You, you know? knew. But you knew. Your gut, you just, know, just knew I it. Knew. I remember later being like, why was I so crazy with him? And then like a week later, I get the email and it's like, hey, inviting you to the session. Okay, amazing. It worked. Okay. Maybe he took it as a joke. Then he cancels the session on Madhuri Dixit. As she's beautiful, Madhuri Dixit is flying over the ocean, landing for our session. As she's in the air, he tries to cancel it. And so everyone, my publishers, I'm like, listen, we need to explain to them that I can handle this on my own, that we will get her another producer. We will make this happen. She comes in, we set the studio session, like at my producers, she comes in and I'm expecting like vomit when I see her. But like, I see her and I'm just like, oh, hey, like, hey, Madhuri. And the whole session, I was just like, because we're so obsessed with you, it needs to be this way. On behalf of the crazy fans. And it's like, I got to like voice the crazy fans. And I feel like that like realness with her, I feel like she always, she enjoys it. It's like, it's so fun for her. So we ended up, writing a song together about her personal experiences in life. I was like, as a fan, we always want to know what was it like when you got married and moved to America? And all of a sudden we're like off the radar. But I'm just saying, like, you know, you started your career at 16. You never had a chance to like be a regular person going and getting groceries and like raising your kids. So we wrote a lot of music about this like unknown Madri which helped me like really get to know her. And I think I have that ability, like as a songwriter, like I think it's like my duty to try to bring things out of people. Like it's not like about me when I get in the room, I'm like, okay, I'm here for a purpose to try to like channel her emotions and make something, you know, greater for the world. So I think she just like loved that experience. So at my 2016 tour, I basically like called her and I was like, Hey, I'm here. It was like only a few months after we met. And I was like, let's do some more music. We recorded one more song. I brought her the same fun energy. I left my tour after Christmas, 2016. I came home to America for about 30 days. And in those 30 days, Trump became president for the first time. And obviously like, if you watch the come up, it's like, all of those things were an act of like revolution, because I was like, Oh, if you want to like take the brightest and best people from India to build this country, then turn around after we've achieved the American dream, like, you know, the people came with a couple dollars in their pocket and now we're like taking care of your entire community. Now you want to turn around and say, I'm a second class citizen. It really upset me. And I was like, this is the face of America. And that was like, my music began on like a revolution type of tone. So after he was, inaugurated I just like I don't know something just told me like I want to go back to India I think it was a combination of him and then the label not understanding me and like kind of trying to put me in a box and I was like I remember in India that they already know the words to my song and they have a love for me and I don't have to explain who Mira is and they didn't want me to wear bindi and they and it was so weird because it's like well Selena just had a hit pretending to be Indian why can't I just be Indian it was this whole weird experience and then I just convinced my like my parents didn't let me go to India alone the first time because they have this idea of India. So 2017, I convinced them. I was like, I think it was Diplo is performing and my friends are performing there. And I need to meet Diplo in India because he needs to see me like this. Cause if he meets me in America, he's not gonna give me the time of day. But if he meets me as the princess of Indian hip hop, maybe he'll let me work with him and I can get a big story. That's legit. That's a legit argument. I'm plotting always because I was like, my friends are opening for him, you know? So I come, I convince them and they let me go alone. I don't know how. As soon as I get here, that show gets canceled. Okay. But I'm in India. My parents are like, you got to come home. And I'm like, just intoxicated with Bombay. Of you know, like, I'm like. so hard not and it's, to be. It's- and it was like, you know, going from a place where I'm the only Indian in the room to like a room full of people my age, listening, like understanding my music, the acceptance that, I- feeling of community it was something like we wanted to. like when I was the president of the Indian club we just had a little dot of this like it's a whole like world of Indians like it was so much fun and I actually went to have lunch with Madhuri because I was like okay let me call the only people I know right so I was like MD I'm in town like if you want to make more music that's where I got my nickname RK from MD MD and RK okay oh, I love she it, gave it
1: just get a tattoo at this point
0: I will. I love her forever in a day. I don't even need to tattoo it. It's all over my face. I'm obsessed with her. Anyways, so she, I call her and I'm like, I'm staying at this like random hotel, like close to my friends. I don't know. I wasn't like thinking too much. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm staying at this hotel. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I'm just here. I don't have a plan really. I'm going to figure it out. And she was like, you do not live there. She just sent her like driver, who I'm so close with now after all these years, and he just got all my stuff out of the room. I wasn't even there. They, like, moved me out. And she's like, no, you live here now. I literally lived in her house. Oh, my God. I was like, where's here? Where did you go? I lived in her house for four months. And the only reason I was able to, like, move to India and, like, start this career was because my mom would not dare to tell me to come home from living with Madre. Yeah,
1: day. no
0: way. Which, and we did, like, eight songs over that time. And, like, you know, I got really close with her kids. They were really young. They were getting into music. So it's like, I got this, like, Beautiful relationship with Madhuri and and Shriram Nene. Because Shriram's from Cerritos, California. I'm looking at a mirror, like when we're talking to each other, I'm sure she just found it so funny. Like his accent just got multiplied in the house. It was just like a really special time that I always when I just saw her recently we were both at an event in Jaipur I didn't know I she saw was coming your,
1: I saw your Instagram yes I didn't know she was
0: coming I come out and I saw I saw Karen, her you know her driver that went and got like you know her assistant I don't know her man like the guy you know and I saw his face and I was like if I see you I know Mother is here and I had no idea she was there so it was just like a like a beautiful kind of experience but yeah it was um I always tell her that Cause this was before city slums. This is before everything. This is like just leaving you and mute had come out maybe. So I always tell her like, you know, she's like, Oh, your career has gone so crazy since the last time I've seen you and all these things are happening and we're so proud of you. And I was like, you know, MD, like I would not have this career. If you didn't take that instinct to just move me out, Like I would have had to go home. I never would have had the time to understand this or pursue this so
1: or the comfort or like the security of it like all of that yeah and like my
0: parents would have they would have flown to India and pulled me back like oh for sure they were were like what are you doing
1: wow I'm excited to tell my story about moving in with a tv star you got you got md so uh kudos that's that's amazing (laughs) I mean miracles
0: happen every day that's what I gotta tell you
1: you also deserve it. You're throwing out that energy too, right? I mean, not just the talent, but it has, to, it's everything. It's all encompassing. So she must have seen it, obviously.
0: Oh, she knew. I always tell her, I'm like, I'm the little sister you never asked for. <laughs> like, but I love you. You could
1: be your little sister. Because totally I don't She's not my mom, bro. She's Didi, Dee Dee, bro.
0: She's yeah. not Auntie. Don't you dare yeah. call Auntie, Auntie. Okay. Have you hung out with her? She's incredible. So, her parents, like, waited way too long and I'm the surprise. Like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> like, and it was so cute because, like, it was just fun. Like, you know, she doesn't have a daughter and like she has her like nieces and stuff like that. And actually, like, I know her niece is in California and she's so beautiful. She's a singer too. And it's just been fun to like have that. Like, I know it's so obnoxious, but I'm like,
1: you know, my no, it's my, not. No, it's not. I, I want to hear like, every you know, single my, thing. It's amazing. Are you kidding me? My
0: like security, like my like emergency contact is Dr. Sri Ram Nene because I know that he would know what my parents would want done if something happened to me. And he would spare no cost because he would understand, like, he knows my dad. Like
1: Your mom was probably like, yeah, sure. Maybe you should stay for a little bit longer. That's fine. I I, I approve. I approve now.
0: Now I've just been here for years. And my dad is like, wants to retire soon. I mean, he doesn't actually want to retire because he like loves working because that's the vibe. I was just like, you know, you always said you want to live where I live. Are you guys ready to come back to India? You know, like, and my mom is like, I like your house in India because like, obviously my house...
1: My parents are doing like the half and half now. They're there for, they got a place in Bombay and then they're, they're there oh, for four wow. or five months. I'm from Texas and then they come, come back for half the time. Yeah, because- I mean, I
0: think that's, they have a lot of grandkids, so they'd have to do something like, but I am still a kid. Okay. So I need my parents and I want them.
1: I have two kids and I still need my parents. So we, it never <laughs> ends. It never ends. never ends. ends. That's never that's ends. That's okay. I want to talk about the bridge because... By the way, before we got on, I was, I've been listening to Shook on repeat, like 20, like I've been dancing to it. I've been, my girls have been dancing. I have two little girls. I love that song. I love, love, love that song. Anyways, throwing it out there. Um. Okay. So I've done all my, all my research on you and I have all these questions, but I like to just talk. Let's just talk it out. So. The Bridge, which was released this past April, right? So you were going to start your tour on The Bridge, right, and close up, I think, in L.A. You're coming to Dallas, and I'm meeting you there. Talk to me about this tour. What, what do we need to know? How are you feeling? And then are you touring in India
0: at all? So I hate to talk about the negative things first, but it was actually supposed to start in Hyderabad and end in Los Angeles, which was like my ancestral home to where I was born. There's always complications in this life. And I feel like from the pandemic and through my career, God has just taught me to just take things as they come. Don't get attached to these, like, I build dreams. I'm a dream builder. I'm a magic manifester. I am passionate because I know that you have to feel like it's happening in order to make it happen. So I invest so much of my emotions, but Actually, right before this tour happened, there were some complications. There's so many people outside of yourself. When you become an independent musician and you're the label head and you're like running all your career stuff, all the decisions, you know, and you're running a team, there's a lot of people involved. And at some point you have to put your hands up and say, okay, this is out of my control. And the Indian tour dates are now postponed to 2024, January, which is totally fine. I've accepted this now. So now we're doing US coming to India. But the reason I'm sharing this story is because it has to do with my mindset now because the tour was postponed, I have never had a stretch of like 12 days off in India. Okay. When I'm in India, I am working constantly. That's why I'm like always like when people are like, you're just relaxing. I'm like, I never work as much as when I do in India. Because I had those 10 days off, I started getting this calling to go to Kedarnath Temple, which is this incredible Shiva temple at like 14,000 elevation elevation in the heart of the Himalayas. It's like the womb of the earth. And I went there once 20 years ago and I'm dating myself. And yes, 20 years ago, I went there and it's actually when I dipped in the Ganges for the first time and I decided that music was going to be my career, that it was my calling. And I made my company Ganges Flow Music and it's the most remote place. So it's not somewhere you can like really visit every, every time and I was like so distraught because obviously I'd invested so much emotion into this like Hyderabad, the L.A. thing because I am a storyteller. I want to tell stories with everything I do and the symbolism and everything. God had other plans and he was like, no, I want you to come see me in this temple. And I started getting these visions of this temple and I got a couple of my friends together. We were all kind of almost strangers. We were just friends a little bit. We decided to go on this trip it was so life-changing because just getting up there, spending that time dipping in the Ganges again, remembering why I started, ooh, going back to the source of it and feeling how much I had changed since the last time I had been there and how everything else still was the same and how that no matter how much we want to make things a certain way, we have to like allow it to flow like the Ganges, you know, we have to let go and let God. And it was such a moving experience and going to that temple, it was like freezing up there. And, you know, by the time you get up there, there's no cars. You have to either take a helicopter or come up on a horse or walk 20 kilometers. So it was the energy of like that many crazy shiva bucks, like in one place. And, um, it just gave me a deep energy, powerful, potent energy. Like I feel like a battery that's like charged up and, I was thinking about America and, you know, I think of this tour, the Bridgeworld tour, the North America side as like a homecoming. I haven't performed in America. And and honestly, when I left, I felt a little bit rejected. And at that time, South Asian culture wasn't as like prevalent in, in the media. It wasn't as accepted. You know, I mean, I've been a part of it too, even though I've been here, like my music has been the soundtrack to so many huge, like South Asian moments. So I've been able to play my part, but I had some like re- residue of like being dejected from the labels, but now I'm returning dipped in the Ganges again, and I'm coming as the godmother, you know, keeping God first, you know, being a mother to the Kumari kids, and I know my purpose and what I want to do and build infrastructure, music infrastructure, and education in India for women with Godmother Records. It's like a super important time, and I feel like now I can come to America. Now I can come spread that energy because it's a lot of darkness in the world, a lot of confusion, a lot of, a lot of static, a lot of noise. And I think in the past my music has had to be in whatever place it can be. You know, it's like, oh, it's right here, it's right here, it's right here. Where now I feel like I'm changing the narrative. You know, I know a lot of parents like my music. I'm like, I'm on stage at 9 p.m., Auntie. You can come to this show. And I decided to do the show a little differently. I decided to like bring in more music elements. You know, I used to do like a 45 minute show. This is a 75 minute show. This is my full catalog. This is the full album. There's like a theatrical element, you know, it goes through my entire journey. So like I've put certain songs together that speak to different parts of my evolution. The album is about integrating the two sides. You know, the bridge integrates the East and West. You know, it's the bridge from the West back to the East from the ancient to the future. And music is the bridge between us and God. And I feel with this album and with this show, I don't shy away from that. I've always like put the Devi energy on stage. Like people ask me, you know, and I'm like, well, Raja Kumari, the character, the the idea is a version of Devi. Like I played these characters, you know, I was like a demon slayer. I was the goddess and somehow I made them all into one. And now it's like, you know, I, I get it. Like, I understand what's happening. So this, this tour is really about, like, depositing that energy. It's about, like, connecting with people that have the same energy, charging them up with what I brought from the Arnath and the Ganga. Because a lot of people can't go there. So a lot of things happen for a reason. And I'm just, like, really happy now. Coming into America, I feel strong.
1: And we'll, I'll be there on December 6th in Dallas. I was going to tell you on a side note, I haven't gone to Kedarnath, but we did go to Rishikesh a couple of times. And even that experience, and, and again, it's, it's India, so there's always like many, multi, just story after story about each experience. But going to Rishikesh and doing, in the Ganga and having those three or four days, a couple of times when we were living there, probably still, again, India, so many highlights, but that I'll never forget. I think I think, I, think I just think it is... It's life changing. I I don't know. I'm not to sound dramatic, you know, but like there no, I is am dramatic. I'm yeah. the most. Dramatic. Uh, yeah, same, yes, same, 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 same. No, I'm so dramatic. Like I'm
0: ridiculous. <laughs>
1: well, when you come to Dallas, we're gonna go to a tattoo parlor, and you're gonna get MD put put on somewhere, and then we'll send her a <laughs> picture. <laughs>
0: MD uh, and RK, and then I have another one. SRK and RK forever. That's the other. Is SFX. that is that happening too? I, I mean, I think it's a lot of tattoos right now. It's tattooed on yeah. my heart. Uh, I yeah. tell yeah. him his face every time. I'm like, hey. SRK and RK forever. And he's like, yeah, yeah, He's like, yeah, TK. TK. (laughs) I feel like that's the best way to come at your like the people that you're like obsessed with is like, hey, I'm obsessed.
1: Yes, I love you.
0: Totally fun. Yes. And I'll tell you
1: jokes. And we should be best friends forever. Just letting you know. Like, you need me in your life for sure. (laughs)
0: When when Javon was recorded and I had it, it hadn't released yet and nobody knew. I was at the champion store in New York. They had like invited me and they were like being really sweet and they were like, you know, making me some custom stuff because it was really fun. They were like, what do you want to put on it? And I put SRK and RK Forever on the jackets and nobody knew why I put that because it would take another month for the song to come out. But I was like...
1: It's at MD there. Okay, tattoos are happening in Dallas. We'll we'll figure it out after your uh, after your concert. So you actually said in in an article, you said, you know, it's the bridge from west to east and kind of the evolution of who you're becoming, which, you know, you've you've talked about. But I loved how you said... Regarding the album, you said that Raja Kumari built the bridge. But after finishing the album, you could say that Sveta Rao, your birth name, walked across it. So I loved it. I want to hear from you. I can interpret it my way. I want you to tell me why you said that. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, that's so deep. It like hit me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did say that. It's so profound.
1: Yeah. I I Googled your shit, girl. I was like reading up. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I forget sometimes, like I just like I'm a pure channel, and then I hear it back. I'm like, wow, God wanted. You're a to channel, to do but you're that.
1: also you're also a storyteller. You can just tell by even your interviews and your Instagram. You are a true storyteller by heart. So, well, continue- classical anyways. dancers
0: and classical, classical dancers, dancers have yeah. to tell stories. I mean, we tell all the stories with our hands and our eyes. So I never lost that. I think when I when I started my life as an artist, Spetha Rao. Kumari Swetha Rao, it's a classical dancer, you know. I think, like, through growing up in America, whatever, you know, childhood traumas I experienced and things that happened, I just couldn't not love my Indian side because I knew how amazing it was and how ancient and epic and, you know. So I was like, okay, if people don't understand the culture, it's because it's not in the mainstream. So, like, how do I take my classical dance from a stage where only 200 people are seeing me to 2 million. Like, how do I get there? Only pop stars can do this. Cause like NSYNC, Britney Spears were so famous at the time. So that's when I was like, okay, I need to become a pop star. Right. And at that time I knew that I couldn't use my name because I was actually quite an accomplished classical dancer. So if svetha Rao was performing, these like grandpas were going to show up to watch me like do like a kuchipudi performance. And I'd be like rapping. <laughs> so like
1: then that was like, not Whoa. what I yeah.
0: and I think at that time I thought it was that simple but I realize now I created Raja Kumari as a defense mechanism as a defender you know like as a superhero yeah like a version of Davy that would cut off the heads of anyone that tried to hurt
1: me it's kind of like a Halloween thing- costume right like just to kind of like so you could be someone else right
0: I don't know. I think it's a channel. I honestly, now, like as I've studied so much, I feel like it's a past life thing. I feel like I, I have said these things before and I came back now to say them again. Sometimes like my friends say like right before I step on stage, like something comes over me. And I think it's because in classical dance, in a moment I have to switch from God to like man, to like demon. And I have that ability to like turn on the frequency of God because as soon as I turn to God, you know, like as soon as, there's a different look out of your eyes, right? If you're looking at God or if you're looking, if you are God, you know, like there's a different frequency. So I think I carried that God frequency into what Kumari is. And over the time I, I understood, you know, it got very aggressive because in the beginning it was about manifesting like, okay, this is possible and I'm claiming it. But then, you know, being in India and dealing with the patriarchy, I mean, racism was the first thing. It was like, oh my God, these people don't know who I am. This is the face of America. Then I go to the place where I think I'm going to be accepted. And I'm like, oh, my God, the patriarchy is crazy here. They don't fuck around with that. Yep. The only way I can cut through is if I cut these men's head off. Like, they only respect Kali. So here she is. That's when karma came. All these super shook. See, Bloodline album was built out of, like, once you start to get what you want to manifest, what are you willing to do to protect it? I became this, like... Very protective over like what was going to happen with the females in India. I could see what was happening. I was the only girl being booked on entire lineups.
1: You were the first female headliner for this NH7 or something. It was a big festival, right, in India? It was. Yeah. yeah
0: but like, everyone know, loves to forget things, you know. Like yeah. No, people. I mean, I have all the
1: highlights. I'm like, there's so many highlights, I'm sure, that you forgot about. And even like, you're talking about this power, this gully power that you're kind of channeling you can see it and i mean i went through all your videos i mean you can see it in your videos at that time i turned her on
0: and then i turned back to this person when i'm done (laughs) you know i think like it took over in a way that i only had like okay so i got this tattoo after my first headlining gig because i basically i'd never had anyone like a crowd asked for an encore like that and I had done city slums and at that time it was like my biggest song and they were like again again and I looked at my manager and he's like do it again i would never done that I was like what and the second time I sang it the crowd looked like lava it just like erupted and they were so and people were pouring in I'm getting the chills and I had never. I was like oh my god my mic hand is a weapon this is a thrishula bro I'm powerful so I put this, but this is my hypermasculine side. That was what was going on. And then during the pandemic, when you know I was going 100 miles per hour, and had I just got signed to Nas, I got I announced my signing to Mass Appeal. I filmed the NRI video on March 14th, 2020, the morning of my flight to escape India to go be in America for the pandemic. We just caught those shots. We happened to have the America shots because I did them during the Grammys. Like I was just home, and I was like, let's shoot this intuition. We put the two sides together. And that's how I had my first single. Otherwise, you know, they shut down everything. So it was like, when it went from like, I thought like, this is the moment I'm signed to Nas. And then, you know, later we'll discuss that and what that was in my life. But like, you know, and I had to just stop. And I feel like the need to slow down, the need to receive, the need to like, know my value that I'm, that I, I'm not only valuable when I perform, you know, that I don't have to suffer for my art. I don't need to put this demon slayer that's going to burn out my nervous system because you have to have balance. And that's when I started observing the moon more. I started observing myself and that I was moving with those patterns and the stars. And I started understanding. And that's when I, you know, did this for the Sacred Feminine. And I think from that point onwards, like that's when the bridge began. So this album was made during the pandemic. The difference with this album was it was just me, Nacho and Current and Birdie. And basically Nacho was an engineer that I got his number through a friend. He had just moved to America for like one week from Spain. And I was like, hey, I don't have COVID. Do you not have COVID? I trust you. Let's be a pod. Can you just come to my house if it goes well? 10 minutes into the session, I was like, I'd like to give you this job every day. Can I hire you? Like, I had no one to make music with, and I just like needed it. And so his roommate was an Indian guy named Curran, whose mind was blown, because he's like, how did this Spaniard find Raja Kumari in LA during the pandemic? I'm Indian, and I don't even know her. And so he's a producer. They both went to Berkeley, So he became part of the pod because he was already exposed. So I was like, bring him in. That's it. And Birdie is my childhood best friend that I actually... Started making hip hop with him in in like the ciphers in high school. So he introduced me to hip hop. So it was such a tight knit group of people, and we worked on it every day. And I think like in the past, I would go into the studio, I would get like one day at it. There'd be like some superstar producer, there some other artist, and the song is done. Where this was time, yeah, we day distract. in day out. You're just together day in just, and day right. out, no influence from the outside. Nobody listening to it. Nobody telling me, oh, this is good. This And no a collaborations, system.
1: right? This is the first album no we didn't collaborate collab- with anyone. Right, right. No collaborations. It's a big deal.
0: It was, it was different. And I think like, basically the process, you were asking me, like Sveta walking back across the bridge through making this album, you know, I left the major label scene after seven years of being signed to major labels. I left my publisher after 10 years. I mean, I just completed that deal and I started a new publishing thing. So, and I had to like, clean house in my team oh my god not one person on my team today was on my team before the pandemic that's no, crazy that's scary it's, like, it's a scary from evolution lawyers down to accountants down to assistants down to styling down wow. to photographers not one person and I think what happened was there was this patriarchal idea that you're trying to mansplain to me and I had to literally say this sentence and I think this is what awoke me when I was making godmother records and, you know, I was trying to do, you know, there were some deals being done on my behalf without my permission. And I remember saying, I'm Sveta Rao. I am the senior most representative of the brand Kumari on planet earth. I created it as a 14 year old in my bedroom. So you, sir, cannot speak on behalf of Raja Kumari. You need my permission. And that statement, you know, with the combination of telling Nas, top five rappers dead or alive. Thank you so much for this offer, but I don't believe that your team understands where I'm trying to go. And it's been, you know, I believe that I need to be on my own in order for my music to come that out. The way takes that takes
1: gall. It. I can't even think of another word for that. Like, where did that come from for you? Like, whatever called me to go to kedarnath It came
0: from the inside. I was petrified. I was like, am I making the wrong, I, you know, decision? But there was a lot of like, I'm sure things have changed now. They've changed their company, but there was a lot of toxic things happening. For me personally, I was the only female on the label. If you looked around during the pandemic, every other artist got a whole album out. They happened to be male. I was shelved and I had a single that was supposed to come out with French Montana. There was a lot of things that happened where I wasn't protected. And I feel like the most important thing I learned during the pandemic was to like protect my inner child. And that's Sveitha. And that's who needed to know that she didn't need to make a whole character. She could be strong on her own and she could walk across that. And like, you know, since I think this album is the first time you see my writing credits with my real name versus Roger after time. And I've started to leave my writing credits under my name. And I actually had an interview for this most recent song, this Sushmita Sein Cherniyai. And the interviewer knows me, you know, he's a radio interviewer in Bombay. And he was like, I can't believe they didn't use your writing prowess on this song. I checked it, and you're not a writer. I said, hey, 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 hey. He's like, hey,
1: calm down. I was like, hold on. I wrote the song. Does it sound like someone else could have wrote that? Because I wrote ama- the song. Good for you. Look, what? I think, you part- A, amazing that you protected the little girl, but it would be a rare musician that would back out of a deal with some, like with someone like Nas who is so powerful I know. and is you, no, it's just, I'm like, you well, do need, you do need to teach a class on this energy, you know, making you know, the things thing happen. Was,
0: the thing was, I'll tell you about Nas. I'll just say this one thing. The revelation that even one of the biggest rappers in the world was not gonna be able to open that door to America for me. That there was no one that could do it for me. It wasn't Ellie Reed, it wasn't Sylvia Rhone, it wasn't Sean Garrett, it wasn't Capitol Records, it wasn't Nas, it wasn't, how many labels can sign me? It wasn't Ron Fair, like how many people have touched my project and they couldn't do it for me. And that realization that it was gonna be me, it had to be me and it had to be whatever was destined for me, like this idea, like of course, I have a dream to be like Beyonce or Taylor Swift and give my music to massive people in the world and just open their heart chakras all at once and show them what Indian culture looks like and have hundred dancers and culture. Of course, of course my mind dreams are coming out of a golden Lotus. Like of course, of course, you know, God has given me those visions, but I also now trust that if that is destined for me, then God will also open the doors for me as he has, but I can only get that music to the people if I'm controlling it. Like every time I tried to give control to someone else, it kept falling apart. And I. that's why I had to clean house. And everyone that works for me now understands that I'm the apex of the, my pyramid. I am the decision maker. I am the end all be all, but I'm coachable and I only have you in my counsel if you're going to give me good counsel and advice. But you know, now I'm in a position where I now feel comfortable like We are building the foundation for the label. Like a lot of people, they're like announce their label, they sign people, and it's like, no, I'm trying to shift the culture. Like females do not have any artist development; they don't get support. They're barely on any of the festivals. So I'm creating the Godmother Festival, an all-female festival next year. I'm, you know, doing songwriting camps with unsigned female artists so I can find the songwriters, the musicians, because I need to create a network of female creatives in India and. I have been given this position because of this side of me, because I came through and cut off heads that I don't want everybody to have to cut off heads. There might be some sweet docile girl who wants to play the guitar and stay soft. Let me cut off heads for her so she can stay soft because that's what I probably
1: should No, be. no. It's amazing. No. And that there's no what you probably should or should not do. You do exactly whatever you wanna call it God, you wanna call it energy, you wanna call it gut, whatever it was meant for you to do. You know, like I think we all realize, I can age myself too, but we all realize our journeys are never as we think, but they are always as it should be, you know? Man, every time I make plans, God laughs at me. Oh my He's gosh. Like, girl, let me take you girl, to If you hear about my career story, You'd be like, what the mother of God? Godmother the, is the label name. Yes. I have a few ideas why you called it that is one of them potentially you being the godmother. Oh, I'm de- godmother's my new character. Oh,
0: okay. Oh, the same okay as Magic was the character <laughs> that got me through the first part, and I had to cut everyone's heads off. Now I'm the calm, like you. You cross me, you just when I'm quiet, you should be worried. You know? you should <laughs> okay, be worried, I'm kind of She's much more pensive. She does things behind closed doors, but really, I made chose these name this name first because I thought godmother because I want to keep god first I yeah. uh, I have been through so much of my career where that wasn't like I have always pushed my spirituality my music but it's important it's important to me so keep god first and be a mother to all the Kumari kids because I see my influence I see and I understand what I'm doing and how it's changing India the world I'm gonna I'm gonna accept it it's changing the world yeah. I see it you know 100% and like,
1: you have to say and it and I feel and you have like
0: And I feel like what the goals I have for India, what what has been transmitted into me, the game plan that has come to my mind, because I don't think I could just make this up on my own, is I need to set up the music infrastructure and music education system in this country because I've always had this dream. It's so weird. Like, obviously I want to win a Grammy. You know, I was nominated back in the day as a songwriter. Obviously I want that moment holding like my five Grammys, but there was something that, oh, I don't know. It's always been in me that like, but what if I was able to find a young girl out of India? I'm working on a songwriting manual right now that shares like all the things I've learned in the last 10 years as a songwriter, a published songwriter and, you know, different things I learned from Timbaland and Cutfather and like ideas and, you know, just like symmetry. And, you know, I, I was, I'm teaching these like um, songwriting workshops. So I was like, what if they went through my workshop, went through my camp, became one of my artists and won a Grammy out of India with Indian talent? Like I want to export talent from this country. So the dream, the dream it. is evolving. The dream is evolving. Yeah, yeah. I would love to win a Grammy for sure. But if my legacy could be that, like my label created a safe space for women in this country, where we had so many more female musicians, there was so much more opportunity, and a young girl won a Grammy
1: out of India. Pretty solid. That be that would be pretty solid. solid yeah. You know, I'm, I'm out. I'm going to Canada. <laughs> yeah. okay. I've done see, my job. See, I'll go with you. Shit it does feel like this has been the past few years, of, you know, putting this album together. It feels like a healing process. I'm sure you've gone through many and an evolution. And so kind of a cheesy podcast question, but I can't imagine how many evolutions and phases you've gone through in your life. I'm, I know many. If you could name, label the evolution, the phase you are in right now, what what word would you use? One word to describe Sweet.
0: I'm in myself. I feel like people could even see it. Like it was so weird. I posted a picture the other day and I was like, Oh my God, I have no extensions. I have no fake lashes. It's just me. I'm standing there. Like, I just feel like I've come to a place where the things that used to like affect me and break me can't. Cause I'm like, even like, you need to be so big in America. And I'm like, bro, I'm like at Shark Khan's birthday party hanging out with Mother <laughs> J4, and J for And she didn't have been able to switch scene in one week. So like I hear you that you want me to have those goals, but like this is what I wanted. And like I'm really happy. And if if it goes everywhere, nothing makes me happier than performing on stage. I think that that will tell people like. When I was a classical dancer and I would go on stage, we call it mana Like there's nothing in your hands, but you're praying to God. And like, you know, you see God and like, I have to convince people. Not, I'm not trying to, I'm convincing them that God has come there. And I feel like the closest thing to that feeling is when I'm on stage, and you guys see me with my hands up and it's like my eyes roll on the back of my head. It's like, I am fully like bringing that energy to the stage. And I, there's nothing that feels like that. So I'll always want to, you know.
1: Always I absolutely loved. I was watching some of your not is it Guchipori or Bardnatian? Yeah, yeah, both. But both. Yeah. I did Bardnatian for seven years, and I felt like I was the worst student in the class all the time. But my parents were very adamant that I did it, so it's it's part of my DNA a little bit as well. I loved watching your videos when you were a kid. It just reminded <laughs> me. It reminded me of my childhood a little bit. You Believe know, you,
0: that video. That video is so crazy. Yeah, now I think about it because. You know, in the beginning, like we were, I was just directing these videos with my friends. We just had a concept. We had this footage of me dancing on the stage at Malibu Temple when I'm seven years old. Right, right. That's what it was. Yeah. And I spent like, you know, so many years like invested in that temple. It's a family temple. You know, they know me well. So I got their permission to film there because they knew I would obviously be respectful. Like they could trust me to be in the temple. And, I, and some people can't even tell. And I'm like, can't you guys tell? It's the same stage. The video of me when I'm six, I'm sitting under the same Nataraja in the video. Yeah, so it's, so- it's so cute. It's just, it's just
1: childhood. Oh my gosh. There's yeah. so many of my us back in the day. He always had that camera running. He always Aww, kept good old dads. You are assigned to WME, right? This was happened We're last signed. year. And you obviously are coming back home. Well, sec- second home or first home, whatever. No, it's your the tour. homeland
0: versus the motherland. That's right. Okay, I homeland talk about. versus, I like that.
1: Homeland and motherland. Yeah. Come back to homeland. So, what's happening after the tour? What? What? And, and I know India is obviously pushed af, after yeah, the, the US the, tour. tour come,
0: yeah.
1: So, any other projects you can talk about? Of course. I'll just tell you about it
0: now. On the bridge, there was a lot of healing. And like I said, you were asking me who's Sveta. The next album is called Svetha. Oh. And it's a very introspective project, it's about healing. And it's very different sonically to anything I've done. It's got like a lot more r and space. It's done with a lot of, there's a lot of harmonies. There's a lot of detail to the musicality where I think like the rapping part of me had to cut through at a time when I needed to be aggressive to cut through. But now that I'm here, I'm just doing what feels right to me. And, I, and I'm really proud of this music. I feel like if an album was ever going to impact America, it'd probably be this one.
1: I'm so excited. That's amazing. You're like flowing like the Ganga right now, my friend.
0: Yeah, I mean, so we've got, we got more music coming, and, you know, I'm doing the tour, and obviously I'm a visual artist. Like, when the pandemic happened and I couldn't make my videos on the level that I wanted to make, and honestly, it's been difficult as an independent artist. Man, I had no – I'm like, You're when like, I what? get the – I have to hold the camera myself? What? No, the not is? that. I'm just <laughs> – see, now it's too much. Like, my visions are like, I need to see a full black room, and, like, India makes you – feel like, you know, you, you get access to so many amazing creatives and like the right. opportunities and the fashion, I
1: you know, know. like I, I love the fashion. That's why yeah. I live here. I'm in Subyasachi right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Amazon PJ. So, you know, it's okay. Same. I, just, Same.
0: It's, I, I got this and I literally wear it like constantly in the house. Cause it just it's makes awesome. me feel like, Oh, I love it. You should but, it makes um, you feel like a queen. You should. It's just, I love, I love Indian textiles and fashion, but like it's so crazy because, like, we go into the video with, like, okay, this is the budget. And then my vision, the other crazy art, it's, like, usually there's someone else controlling it, but it's me. So I'm, like, yeah, right. I want that. I want that. And I see the bill. I'm, like, holy crap, this is Him- three times what we said we were going <laughs> to They're, gonna like, go. hey, on. Like, <laughs> what's happening? But, happened? you know, I just understood, like, I'm sure. See, that's why I'm, like, I really would love to meet... A man that understands money <laughs> and also has his own and thinks that everything I make is adorable and uh-huh. I can just keep it from my own games I like because it. I like literally like... SRK, where are you at?
1: Where are you at? No, he
0: doesn't yeah. have... He doesn't, like, younger cousins that like, you know, somebody... Yeah, anyway. someone, You're flexible. Someone. Cool. But like, <laughs> it's funny because I know people are like, save their money. They have like, you know... Savings and four hundred one ks, bro. I dump my money into my art. If they ask me, "What did you build with your life?" I'll be like, "Go to my YouTube page and just watch from the beginning." And that's where my money
1: is. Guess this what, is my, my friend? Guess what? What's gonna matter when you die? Because we're all going we're all, thing, going. we're it's all going. We're all heading out. What's going to matter? Nothing's gonna matter but this art. And I swear, yeah. like
0: Nazir was like a video that I had to like force into existence. I really? was like this song is basically, it's like a protection spell. Like I just started what, during that time I was listening to a lot of prayers and I was like, wow, repetition. I know things about mind control through music as I've written pop music and pop music is mind control. You know, you have to make people remember things and how do you make it? There's like little, in my book, you will find out all the little tricks that I've learned from the Swedish people and the Indians and everybody that's taught me. But, um, I was going through a really dark time and I actually, a lot of times when I write songs that are super powerful, they're written in dark times when I don't feel powerful and I'm like manifesting that power into the future.
1: That doesn't feel surprising though to me. It feels like that would, is when it it is time to let it out, right? Yeah,
0: it's never like when I'm feeling powerful. It's like, oh my God. God, help me. The opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. Do you think I could understand that at that time? Yeah. I hated... Whoever I used to love. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I hated him. And I was like, okay, it's indifference. And now that the video came out, by the day the video came out, I was like, the opposite of love is not hate. It's indifference, It's indifference. I don't uh-huh. care, honey. Like, I so it's have, like, I confess uh-huh. my growth as well. Do you talk about your dating life? You know, this is the first album I put out a love song even on. I think okay, like, just... Like, I don't think I know like about her okay. yet, but the next album, oof.
1: Okay. Are
0: you Taylor Swifting it next album? You know <laughs> when you dated a musician that they like immortalize you in music? Mm-hmm. I, think, I think people should be a little wary. All it's, right. It's so real. I think that, like, that's the thing I realized when I was making The Bridge, that I had written love songs for like, other people as a songwriter. I have hundreds of love songs. But I never felt comfortable to release those because I was in my hypermasculine state. I wasn't in my feminine. My sacred feminine and had not come into balance. And you could even see on the bridge, halfway through the album, when juice starts, then you feel the fem feminine side comes in. And it like starts at juice, love sick, colors. I going to have to go me- back
1: now and listen. Like now that you're telling me all this, because I've listened to it and then okay. It follows that like cause
0: Babylon was the first song I wrote when not, not sure. Walked in because I was scared. It was like BLM. I bought a gas mask. I was, <laughs> the world. It was like, I was uh, scared. The so, world was exploding, or is exploding. It was, it was burning down in front of our eyes. I was scared to go outside at that time. The media was really like, in you know, controlling my mind at that time because I was scared. That's why Babylon is saying, "Can you hear me? Like God, can you heal me through this?" And I'm reaching out from this darkness, and then you know, No Nazar is like a protection spell. Born to Win is about knowing your worth and your dharma like no matter what is happening out there they're telling us that festivals will never happen but i know in my heart i've seen those crowds like and i haven't seen them yet and i can feel that this song is meant to be performed so born to win was like don't forget what you're here to do then juice was you know the letting the set feminine in you know like allowing myself to receive and feel beautiful again after many years of really just like toxicity and sadness which Honesty is the greatest teacher. So, like, when you go back and you're like, oh, I don't regret it because my God, the way I learned about myself, learned about look it, at right. who I am today. You know, right. I well, don't want to talk to that them. person ever again. They're not allowed. Is the, no nuzzer, no evil eye, no nuzzer touching me. But thank you for the lesson. You know, and then colors was about you know like falling in love and like seeing colors, and it actually has little little tantric kundalini kind of energy to it if you listen to it uh, about seeing colors, and then. Um, you know, love sick is really a, it's like actually written like a love song to Krishna. Like, you know, when I was doing classical dance pieces, it starts with the flute because I remember doing these pieces, they're called like badhams. It's like different poetry. And like, it's usually like a girl and she's like, oh, Krishna, I've worn all my jewelry and I'm waiting for you. Where are you? You know, like, it's like this thing. And I realized like through therapy, because I began therapy at the beginning of the pandemic, that I hyperfixate on my love interests, and because I have ADHD, I found that out too. I hyperfixate on my love interests because it gives me dopamine, and that's how I end up in this cycle of like, oh, being obsessed. So, lovesick is about that kind of ex-
1: Girl, that obsession. That I like, think it's know. all of. I think don't it's all of us, man. I, yeah. But
0: it might have been a little bit a bigger issue for me. Like, I'll meet someone and be like, "You're everything," because I want to, you know, I want to get married. So it's like anybody I meet, it's like some SRK like, like dream story, but like reality. You know, it's time to know people. Like, you know, I've learned a little bit about not allowing my hyper,
1: like, just right. to like fixing. I think that, but I think that also like, comes with age, right? It, it it comes with a lot of stuff. Like, I think as we get little, not that we're aging ever, but you know, Girl, look at me. I,
0: people tell me I'm aging. I'm like, where? So <laughs> sorry. I look I like a literal. Child. I, I look like a literal child, okay? I, I
1: mean, you're you're, mother, you're MD sister. You could never age. Okay, I'm going to do a quick, uh, fast round. So first thing that comes to your mind, and then I will let you go, and then I will see you in three and a half weeks because I'm coming to the concert. What would be your dream collab for 2024? Who would be or what would be?
0: Okay, I'm, whatever came in my mind, I'm going to say Diljito Sanj because I love his energy. I love how he's just pioneering and taking over stages and I love the way he loves his culture and I love his tone. I think it would be such a fun collaboration.
1: Awesome. Love it. Best concert you've ever been to. Ooh,
0: best concert I've ever been to. Oh my God. This is so funny. I wanted to say like something bigger and my brain, sent me to the Ganga Aarti in Rishikesh. That's amazing. Where this guy was singing and I was like, we felt like we were at a music festival and I, I it came to my mind. So I want to say the Ganga Aarti in Rishikesh. That's good. This is exactly what the exercise is. Whatever
1: comes to your no, mind. But
0: it came to my mind. I was like, oh, okay. I'll tell I love
1: story. it. Okay. First thing. What is your biggest pet peeve? Uh, liars.
0: I hate when people tell me, men cannot be monogamous. Men are all cheaters. I'm like, deaf to you. There is yes. a good man
1: out there. There is.
0: Okay? There is. We've, Even so if I was made this way, God has made my counterpart. Okay? Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. And by the way, no single person, human being is all good. All of us have good and bad. It's a mix. Yeah. It's, it's a mix okay, of shit.
0: But, but one thing that's not going to be cool is I need that loyalty. I need that Shiva Parvati loyalty energy. I need it. I got it. Because I got it. I've built too much and yeah. I don't want to risk it.
1: No, totally. If you weren't doing this, what you are doing now with music and singing and writing lyrics and building a brand and doing a lay- everything you're doing right now. Say you're back in California and your path had not come this way. What would you be doing?
0: I would be already in my PhD of religious studies. I would be oh. deep in talking about Indus Valley and the connections. My thesis was on the Matsya Purana and how it was similar to Noah's Ark story. So I am obsessed with it. I have never stopped studying. And actually, I like when I started my music, my dad was like, after college, my dad was like, okay, I was applying to the PhD programs and I was like 22. And my dad was like, you know, the things you're studying are ancient. They're not going to go anywhere. And I feel like you should take one year for music and that way you can never regret it. And And I turned one year into many, but I still told my dad, I was like, I, I'm going to get my PhD. I almost feel like I might do it next year because I'm like obsessed I can totally with I totally see
1: you doing this. That's like, first of all, you said that really quick.
0: Like, I already you, know. Like I was like,
1: I watch... I'm weird. Like I'll literally turn on like lectures on YouTube about like ancient Indus
0: Valley. That's like that artifacts weird. You're interesting.
1: Like you're up. an interesting human being. This is a. Uh, there's Indus not Valley. many of you out there, so that's great. That's amazing. <laughs>
0: this is why we're looking for the
1: other one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to help you. I'll try to help you. I'm useless. Please. You found a husband, so you're not useless. So uh, he's a good one. He's a good one. Would you? And you don't have to. Okay. But would you be willing to sing a little bit for us? Sure. Which or one? Rap? Do you like? I would Anything you uh, want. Let me,
0: sing, uh, let me sing something. I want to I was sing the last song on the album. Really All right, girl. Whatever, whatever comes to you. So the song on my album, the last song on the album, is like an important song because it's like a song I would have like given to like the biggest pop artist in the world if, when I was a songwriter to be like, please sing this. And I decided I was the biggest pop artist in the world and I was going to sing it. And it's called Fearless, and I think it's, I think it's very relevant in today's world, and, and I feel like that's why I wrote it for a time like this. Okay. I planted a seed and I watched it grow. I may have been my heart, but I kept my soul. I planted a seed and I watched it grow. I may have lost my way, but I found my home. Don't care if it's wrong or it's right. I will never be afraid for all those who sacrificed we're living for the dead. I made a wish on every star for this, and I can hear them calling for me. I planted a seed and I watched it grow. I may have been my heart, but I kept my soul I planted a seed and die, watched it grow I may have lost my way but I found my home holy shit
1: you can sing uh-huh. <laughs> wow <Yeah. laughs> that is now I got a new career uh, I mean I knew you could but I'm like wow that's legit <laughs> Well, that's say. what the tour is for. Yeah. I'm hoping people come out and they hear my yeah. music Yeah, I will. Look, I have a big crew in Dallas, so I'm going to get okay. as many people out there as possible. And you are, I will tell you, you, I have done 140 episodes of this podcast. And I have to give you thanks for your energy that you brought today. You're a busy woman. I know you have things to do. But like just, you should know... Like, I, there's people that I interviewed that I'm like, I know they don't want to be there. And it's, it is what it is. I really, truly appreciate you today. I want you to know that.
0: I mean, I mean, I appreciate you making a safe space for me to just say things how I feel. and And I feel like with America, like... I want people to get to know me. I feel like a lot of people feel like I don't need them. And I'm like, I need you more than ever. Like I came here because I couldn't find a space for us there. And I made this bridge and I want more people to come across the bridge. Like there should be more connection between India and America. And I hope that like what I've done is an example of that. And I just hope America understands that. You know everything I did, I did yeah.
1: for us. So I mean, you are building me. it. You are you are doing the work of building that, and so. And I want everyone I, to. Walk. I knew I was excited to talk to you, but like I, I'm the happiness I'm feeling after this interview. Yeah, just thank you. I'm like come give you a hug at the show. Yes, I will. I will be jumping on stage at some point for you. Tuckered Out is hosted by me, Ami Tucker. This episode is produced by Jeannie Media with Jeannie Saraswathi. Ashley Tuff, Micah Sweetman, Hans Andres, and Laura Radescu. You can follow me at Tuckered Out Podcast on Instagram. And please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast.